city is breeding a new kind of criminal. It's also breeding a new kind of cop. Stallone is a cop called Cobra. The strong arm of the law. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. My name is Malachi J. Matthews and this is Super Tap Film Club and I am joined by Hollywood Fletcher. Hi. Hi, how's it going? I'm good, how are you? You, you been up to much? Yeah, well I've been stuck inside my room because of uh, lockdown obviously. Yeah. But luckily, um, these kids who also live there had some ketamine that they gave to me. So Kids? Well, yeah, they're like 20, 21. Right. And they get me some ketamine. Okay, so you've been doing drugs with teenagers then, basically? Yes. Is that, what, is that why you weren't here for the scanners one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You told us you were looking at houses. Yeah, I've got to move. <laughs> Fletcher, we decided... Me and Mark have spoken about this, and me and yourself have spoken about this. We decided, didn't we, we need to go back to our roots a little bit more. We need to go, we need some Italian tat. Do you want some cat? No, no, I'm all right, thanks, mate. I've got, got some bits, bits and bobs to do this afternoon. Right. Yeah. I can't really, can't really write the day off. <laughs> Fletcher, what did we do this week on Super Tat Film Club? Cobra. Cobra. Don't you mean Stallone Cobra? Oh. I love this film. I love this film as well. I mean, it's one of those it's one of those films that are just ridiculously right wing. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it is a bit. It's Dirty Harry. It's Dirty Harry. It's a com it's an old favorite, especially in the tat action that was coming out around the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got... I mean, it is just Dirty Harry. So it's about a cop who's badass and he's just doing all the killing and stuff and getting the job done and all these weak liberal dudes won't let him just go out and shoot people and he's just mad about that. Well, he's got to follow their bullshit rules, Yeah, He doesn't follow rules because he's the Cobra. Yeah, it's the kind of film that horrible right-wing gun nuts think is what real life is like. This is bang on, yeah, this is what it should be like. The only difference is it has zero of, it has none of the subtlety that Dirty Harry had. And Dirty Harry was not subtle. No. At all. No, no. And this is somehow even less. Is it right to use the word brazen with this film? (laughs) Everything's just really bright, exploding, and it's you know, like you say, it's all a bit... It's not very subtle. <laughs> no, no. But visually, and this is why I love it, visually, it is so interesting. It is. It is easy on the eye. This is one. I mean, you know you know, we love the neon. I love the neon. And this one's bloody soaked in it. Mm. Dripping. But some of, the, some of the frames in it are just really good. And it uses loads of, like, really wide, wide-angle frames with these really interesting shots mm. in interesting positions. So like you've got a lot of like close-ups of boots and wheels 
yeah. that are, when they're moving. The fisheye lens at the start. Yeah, yeah, that, there's yeah. loads of fisheye. Very stylish, very stylish. And you know why that is? That's because it's been done with an Italian eye, mate. Of course. Of course it has. George P. Cosmatos is the man behind it. The man with the eye. He also did, funnily enough, we've, this is the second film that we've done. Not of his, but by somebody that did a Rambo film. He did First Blood Part 2. Rambo 2. Oh. Yeah. And Tombstone, the 90s cowboy film. I love Tombstone. Yeah, so, you know, he's done a couple of bangers. He knows what he's doing. He's no stranger to badassery. Not at all. Speaking of no stranger to badassery, ladies and gentlemen, I believe this is the first time that we've welcomed him through the doors of the TAC Club. You're referring to none other than... Sylvester Stallone. I am rever referring to Sly Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. He's the, here, mate. The Italian Stallion. The Italian Stallion. He's uh, Marion Cabretti. He's a fucking maverick, mate. It's good. It's good. We've got uh, Bridget Nielsen's in this. Mm -hmm. We've never done a film with her in it. That's quite a surprise. Have we never done a Bridget Nielsen film? I don't think so. Don't think we have. No. Brian Thompson. He's back. He was the guy, he was the fellow who used to eat the bugs in Fright Night, and he was Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat. That's right. Yeah. He's the night slasher. Do you know, I only noticed recently, I, you know how I love Terminator? Yes. And it's one of my favourite films. Yeah. I only noticed relatively recently that he's in the start of Terminator. Yes, yeah, yeah, he's the other street punk. Yeah, with, with Bill. Bill Paxton. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why, because as you know, I've seen that a fair few times. But yeah, it was only like last year I noticed he was in it. Mm-hmm, yeah. He plays a lot of street punks. He does, he's a quintessential 80s punk man. Well, there he is, right next to King of the Street Punks, Bill Paxton, in Terminator. I like to think that that Terminator gang was just an actual street punk gang. Yeah. And Paxton and Thompson just got jobs out of it. And eventually, Thompson worked his way up from a, a lower level, foot soldier level street punk, all the way up to Shao Kahn. Yeah. There you go, that's the thing. We, we, we've talked before about the, the ladder of opportunity. And it's there in all walks of life. There you go. Yeah. Anyone can do it. There you go. Join your local street punk gang. Yeah. And you could be in a Mortal Kombat God type situation. <laughs> it's a canon as well. It's out on Warner Brothers, this one, but it is uh, produced by the old uh, the canon fellas. So that probably, that speaks volumes about this really, doesn't it? It sure does. <laughs> but it is a quality film though. Yeah, mate, we've done a few cannons on this, and they're all quality. And we always say it's the seal of quality cannon when that little C comes up at the start of the film. Yeah. Superman 4. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bloodsport. Excellent. There you go. That's, you know, and that's a true story. Texas Chainsaw 2. Yeah, exactly. And that's a true story. Yeah, this film's based on a book that actually got made into a film twice. What else was it made into? Uh, a film called Fair Game. That's the name of the book, isn't it? Yeah, the name of the book is Fair Game, but there's also a film released in 1995, Fair Game, with the same title that, sh that starred William Baldwin, Cindy Crawford, oh. <laughs> and Selma Hayek. And I, I, I can't really see that being the same as this film. I know that old Slaughter likes to put writing credits on every film that he does, doesn't he? And he, did, he wrote the screenplay to this film. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, you can, because he's got all the best fucking lines. Yeah. The way he delivers the lines in the film, a lot of the stuff he says is really, really cocky and, you know, he, he's got all these quips and stuff. 
But the way he delivers them, he delivers them really morosely and like downbeat. Because he is, that's what he's supposed to be. I don't know. It's like the things he's saying, he's supposed to be a bit more, I don't know, a bit more lively, a bit more cocky. But the way he delivers them, he's just like really, hmm. He's not doing it with the charm of Arnie, is he? That's the thing. And it's just like, chill out! And yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> exactly, because Arnie does his little wry smile when he mm. says those lines. Mm. Whereas Sly is... I don't know, Sly always plays it straight, doesn't he? He can be in the most ridiculous film you'll ever see, but he always plays it straight. I think Sly is probably a lot like he plays on, on films in real life. I don't think, I don't think there's much humour in Sly. I mean, he laughs at a bobblehead when they stop for some snacks in this. He's like, you're just a pretty good bobblehead. Well. Well, we'll we'll get into it, shall we? I know. Where does our story begin, Malachi? Our story begins with a blood-red background and the silhouette of a biker. There you go, the Italian eye. The Italian eye. Yeah, the Italian eye. It looks good. There you go. Like Fletcher was saying, very stylish. Stark image of a biker approaching the city. But there was a man with two axes. But he's not the only man with two axes, Fletcher, because down in an underground disused swimming pool with barrels full of fire, there are a a number of men and women clanking axes together. But they're not just street punks. There's people from all walks of life there. There's businessmen, there's postmen, yeah? All clanking, like, clink, 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 clink. Bit like We Will Rock You, but with... (laughs) put with shiny axes and they've got their emblem spray painted on the wall which is a skull and crossbones but it ain't got bones a couple of axes and all these fellas have got it tattooed on their wrists so that's what we start this is the world that we're entering mate no wonder the cobra exists because of axe gangs underground they're not an axe gang though are they they're an axe secret society it's a secret society it's an army that are planning to take over the world the new world order but without Hulk Hogan yeah so okay this secret society of axe murderers yeah their plan is to usher in a new their their plan is to eliminate weakness from the human race yeah cleanse it if you will yeah they're clearly thinly veiled Nazis, aren't they? Yeah. They never say it, but no, they are. No, yeah. And their plan is to usher in a new world order, as you say, a new yeah. world in which only the strong live. Yeah. And they're planning to do that with axes. Yeah, loads of axes. And they actually say later in the film, they, they describe on the TV, they describe the weapons they use as silent weapons. They use a number of silent weapons, like axes and hammers. Stealthy weapons, that's why they use them. That's why they're all clanking them together in a swimming pool. Anyone that's turned the telly on in the last four years could confidently say that Nazis are actually better armed than that. We're still in November, Fletcher, which means you've got to get your Christmas stuff in. But we can't go outside this year. It's a good job if there's people like this hanging around at the supermarket, mate. Because the guy that was silhouetted on his motorbike pulls up outside this Christmas market. Everyone's getting their bits in, their stuff in, the chipolatas, I don't know, selection boxes. Chestnuts. Chestnuts, you, you know what I'm talking about. He goes into the supermarket and he's barging people out of the way and people are like, hey buddy, hey buddy, we all want cranberries, just wait, just wait mate. But he doesn't want cranberries, Fletch, he wants crime. He's got a coat full of crime. He opens his coat to reveal a shotgun and he just starts laying waste to the public, to the shoppers there. One lady hides beneath the yams. 
He shoots the melons first. He shoots the melons, yeah. He immediately pulls his shotgun out. He shoots the melons, turns round, shoots the walnuts as well. I've cracked a few walnuts in my time. Yeah, shot the walnuts. Shot the walnuts. Not walnuts, dead. Dead. Dates, I bet they've gone as well. All the dates. You only have them at Christmas, don't you? Do you have dates at Christmas? I do have dates at Christmas, yeah. But I, I very rarely eat a whole packet of them. I don't eat dates. No, why? Because I'm 32 years old. Yeah, well, you, I like a fig roll, do you know what I mean? Sly himself tells you in this film about the advantages of eating the things like dates and prunes. So maybe... So maybe you're the one that's in the wrong here. Yeah, think on, health conscious. Do you think that... Sly, because his character is so obsessed with eating healthy, yeah, that it was his idea. He's like, the guy goes in, he pulls the shotgun, he just starts shooting all the healthy food. Shoots the fruit immediately. He's, he he got past the Pepsi, because there's a lot of Pepsi in this film, I'll be honest. Yeah. I mean, then... Yeah. The third thing he shoots is a roll of bounty... Yeah, he does, yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, them cannon boys knew how to get the money, didn't they, for the product placement? Oh, yeah. yeah. Cops pull up outside, Fletch. TV crews are there immediately, already know what's going on. Snipers on the multi-story car park. They've got their eyes on this bad lad in there. A car pulls up outside, and a guy with a megaphone gets out to negotiate. Did you notice that that's the dad from Hellraiser 1? No, because I've not seen Hellraiser oh, 1. God. No, you only watched the third one, didn't you? Don't talk to me about Hellraiser. Well, anyway, he's the dad from the first one, so he's going to be Officer Hellraiser for October's the rest October's over. Oh, right! We're an action podcast now. Just action? Yes. Okay. We're supposed to be all action. This is action month. Just calling all- it. Calling it. All right, all action. The police have lost control, Fletch. They're like, God damn it, we've lost control. We need to call in the Cobra. Now, the Cobra... The Cobra is sliced alone and he arrives in his badass car. He gets out in shades, leather jackets, leather gloves, and he's always chewing a match. Did you notice anything about that car? The number plate. The number plate. Awesome 50. You know the thing is I love about, about this guy is that he walks around talking about just defeating criminals and evil and stuff. Mm. And he's, and he's supposed to be all about justice. Yeah. But he's clearly very into this. Oh, yeah. He calls his car awesome. He drives around in a, a matte black car with awesome on the number plate. He's constantly wearing aviators and leather gloves. And chewing a match. And he's got his, his handgun with the Cobra. Oh, Cobra's on the hilt, mate. On the handle. Signature gun. He's clearly loving this. It's almost as if he wrote the screenplay for it, innit? And he was just putting in things that he... <laughs> but I don't care. No, this is canon. This is canon. This is canon. They'd be like, do you know what a badass cop would look like? Yeah. This. He'd have... He would be called Cobra, and then one of them went, let's put a Cobra on his gun. He went, save, we're going down the pub. The fact that he's got the Cobra on his gun and all that stuff tells, tells me that he probably chose this nickname himself. Which yeah, makes well, well him, his surname's Cabretti, mate. It makes him super lame, if that's the case. <laughs> What's your name? Maybe we Cobra. He arrives on the scene, and he asks his partner, how, how bad is it? He says, it's just another asshole that woke up hating the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. That's it. 
that's the caliber that's that's straight in there because that's what it's like for the next next hour and 10 minutes basically isn't it just people quipping people quipping people saying badass tough guy lines yes just to each other and then this guy officer hellraiser he says i don't agree with them bringing you in here i just want you to know that cobra because he, he he doesn't follow these bullshit rules he's not doing it he's a maverick fletch look at his car he doesn't look like a cop, does he? No. No. He looks, he looks more like the Fonz. <laughs> Cobra moves in, stealth, into the market, like that. He, he goes like, shush, to the girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's just as it, it will be fun. He spots the bad lad over by the premium quality meats. And he sneaks through the drink section, hiding first behind bottles of bubbly. Moves them aside so he can... Get his little peepers on the bad lad. He's over by the gammon. <laughs> Stealth through the drink section. Pepsi. There's a lot of Pepsi in this movie. So he runs into the shop and the guy shoots at him and he rolls out the way and lands next to a Pepsi machine. He's hiding behind a stack of Coors Light. <laughs> and he pulls the Coors Light out and he opens it. The it's... label facing squarely towards the camera and has a sit on and the goes, job. It goes, hmm. <laughs> Literally like the bit in Wayne's World. He has a delicious frosty beer. While he's fighting crime. And then throws it. Yeah. While I'm fighting crime, I like to cool down with a cause light. <sighs> it's like in Rocky 3, when they make Rocky do all them adverts and he has to just stand in front of the camera with fake, fake injury makeup on trying to sell stuff. But he's too stupid so he can't read the lines. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. Is that the one where he fights Hulk Hogan? Yes. Ooh, well, we'll bang that one on later. Yeah, <laughs> because he fights Hulk Hogan when what he should have been doing is training for Mr. T. You're looking at Hulk Hogan when you should be looking forward. Sly grabs the shot PA. He's now bathed in red, red, red neon. And he says, hey, dirtbag, you're a lousy shot. And I don't like lousy shots. You wasted a kid for nothing. Now I think it's time to waste you. Bang! Sly jumps out of the fridge. <laughs> he does! He comes out the fridge. He comes out the fridge at the quality meat counter and the punk's like, I'm gonna blow this place up. I'm gonna blow it sky high, Sly. And he says, yeah, go ahead. I don't shop here. See, this is a Dirty Harry comparison again. Because it's like they saw that one awesome line in Dirty Harry and they're like, we can't write one that good, so we're just going to go on quantity instead. Yeah, we'll go for about 40 similar lines. Yeah, we'll go for, if we go for 40 lines that are one fortieth as good as that Dirty Harry line, then basically that's the same thing. That's the same, yeah, that's the same. He also says... If, if there was anything that would sum canon up. <laughs> well, that's it in a nutshell. You saw what he did to Deathwish, poor Bronson. <laughs> he says, I don't deal with psychos. I put him away. He says, I ain't no psycho man. I'm a hero for the new world. There's an army out there. And while he's doing this, while he's, he's going on his mad, ranting villain monologue, Cobra pulls a blade from behind, from his back pocket. And the guy's still ranting and he says, no, you're the disease and I'm the cure. And he chucks the knife and he goes, drop it. The knife hits the guy and he shoots him over the quality meat counter, Whoa! over the top. He holsters his gun with the cobra handle. 
he goes outside, Fletch, and there's press everywhere. And they're like, is this related to the Night Slasher? And he just, he just fucking blanks them, walks straight through. One of the press has the audacity to ask Cobra, he's like, is it necessary to just shoot people, to shoot people down? And he says, why don't you ask this kid's parents if it's okay if I shot, <laughs> if I shot the guy that shot him? That's the logic, that's the sly logic, you know? Guns, guns don't kill people, Cobra does. <laughs> Honestly, this is an insane right-wing person's idea of what journalists are like. Yeah, that's what they're like. He Fake news! Fake news! He literally runs up to him and shouts, Even the murderer has rights, you know! Fake news, mate. This is why these people are like this, because they watch films like Cobra, and they're like, this is what the world is like. This is exactly what's happening right this now in the world. Going on. Yeah. If only we had a Cobra. <laughs> if only we had a Cobra. Now, Cobra heads home, listening to some cool Miami sounds. I think it's Gloria Estefan in the Miami Sound Machine. Working hard, trying to make a living. That's all he's doing, Fletch. Working hard and trying to make a living. Sly pulls up outside his flat, and there's some gangster lads they're taking up too much space and he honks them and they go, fuck you! So he barges the car out of the way, he gets out of the car, the song at this point is going, suave, suave. <laughs> <laughs> he gets out of the car and he, the gangster's smoking, because he's a gangster, obviously, and he says, that's bad for your health. And he says, what is? He says, me, clean up your act. And then he rips his vest off <laughs> and walks into his house reading a newspaper. As he walks past his barbecue, he lifts the lid off, pops his newspaper in it, shuts it, goes into his flat. He's got a massive neon Pepsi sign outside his house. Yeah, he has a Pepsi billboard on his house. On his house, just in, just in his garden. <laughs> he lives in a Pepsi advert. Also, his mannerisms are so weird. Yeah. Like, put in the Putting the paper on the barbecue. Puts the paper in the barbecue, yeah. Is that because he's super right-wing and that's what he thinks of the media? That's what he thinks of the media. I'm going to burn that and smoke some beef with it later. <laughs> well, speaking of doing odd things with food-related objects, he goes into the house, he opens the fridge, he gets out a box of pizza and an egg box. He sits down at the table, he opens the pizza box picks up a pair of scissors, snips off a little bit of the pizza, puts the rest of the box away, starts eating the tiny bit of pizza, opens the egg box, because the egg box, that's where Cobra keeps his gun oil, mate. <laughs> so he's just sitting there, eating his tiny bit of pizza, oiling his gun, watching Toys R Us commercials, because it's nearly Christmas. Well, you got to think, if you're on as healthy a diet as Cobra is, Something like pizza, you can only have a small portion of it. Yeah, so you've got to have literally... Yeah. <laughs> that was that was Cobra's cheat meal. That's Cobra's cheat meal, is it? Yeah. I mean, he's a healthy man. He's, he's very health conscious. Very health conscious. For a man who's such a maverick about, like, you know, he, he doesn't follow the rules. There's one rule he does follow. The rules of health. <laughs> Five a day. Five a day. <laughs> Five a day is how much fruit and veg he has, and how many people he murders. <laughs> the Night Slasher has killed again, Fletch. This time he's killed a lady outside a, outside a diner. Yeah, she finished work and he pulls up with his van. They've all got tights on the red, but with eye holes cut in. Very efficient. Yeah, very efficient. The police are foxed, but what they do know is that all the slashing is being done with the same weapon. 
But they're like, you know, it's clear this is the same spiky knife that's doing all this. How metal is that knife? How metal is that knife? The cops are like, God damn it, we need to get through this. Every agency wants to be a hero around here. Sly turns around and he says, I don't want to be a hero, guys. I just want to be involved. They say, forget it, Cabretti. You're from the zombie squad and that's where you should stay. Officer Hellraiser says, forget it, Cobra. You work with the zombie squad and you should have stayed there. It's nothing personal, man. We're just different types of cops. Sly, Sly always looks really sad when he gets... Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a special. The zombie squad—they're the specialists that do the jobs that nobody else wants to do. Fletch. Yeah, yeah. He's always giving it the doe eyes. He is. He's a doe-eyed man. He's a very doe-eyed man. He looks a little bit like Droopy, the cartoon dog. He says, "As long as we're following these bullshit rules and regulations, the killer is—we ki- lose because the killer's not following the rules. There are no rules in the Night Slasher's mind." Apart from the rule of the axe. And the clanking of axes in swimming pools. <laughs> in empty swimming pools. The slasher gang is out on the town in their van doing more night slashing. They're just driving around at night slashing people up. I mean, surely there'd be the chopper gang. Well, his men chop, he slashes. Also, they all ride motorbikes. That makes sense. Why aren't they just the chop choppers? Yeah. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Badly written. It is, it is. Can't leave stuff like that on the table. Whilst they're out driving around in their crime van, they bump into a lady in the car. While they're driving around, we notice that there is a lady member to this gang and she gets out of the car, out of the van and goes up to the lady that's driving the car and says, Oh, sorry, sorry, man, we should, I didn't mean to hit you. And she says, Oh, were you drinking? And she says, Yes. <laughs> and then all the gang just smashed the car up with axes. Yes. It's like she was like, oh, think of something cool to say. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I'm drunk. Yeah. And they smash up her car with axes. Now, the Night Stalker hasn't got his tights on his face at this point. Bridget Nielsen's driving past in a, in a Jeep on her way to work. Just, just clocks him straight away, looks right in his face. Right in his face. She doesn't see what he's doing. No. But she, she goes, he's evil. He's a bad lad. And she's like, I think... I think there's a crime happening there. That's not for me to judge. I'm going to work. I've got a photo shoot to do. We know that Cobra has got his finger on the pulse in this town. The police know that Cobra has got the finger on his pulse in this town. They call for a meeting at a, sh- at a point that's shot really cool where they get out of the cars, but they're next to the skyscrapers. Yeah. Hellraiser cop says, you know every sicko in this town. I want you to shake them down. And Cobra says, but if I find them, they say, do what you do best and try not to waste the wrong guy. But then again, you probably don't care about things like that. So are the zombie squad basically just police hitmen? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so, yeah. There you go. Whoever made this film thinks that's a good thing for the police to have. Well, their it- own hitman squad. Cobra's partner gets annoyed by uh, what what the what was insinuated by the police. Sly says to him, "You're really angry. I think it's because you've eaten too much sugar. You eat too much junk food. Why don't you try prunes or raisins or fish and rice?" That's what he says to him. Fish and rice. What? Well, well, you have that instead of a bag of crisps. He says the one unironically cool line in this film. He goes, "You're too violent." Because of the sugar. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then he follows it over. It's because because you should eat a prune. <laughs> yeah. And then just sends his cool factor plummeting. Then you remember that he gave himself a nickname, Cobra. <laughs> oh, Angel of the City. Angel of the City. This is my favourite bit of the film. The shakedown montage that is cut with... That is cut with Sly and his partner going around all the bad parts of town. The city. Where, like, street punks, they get tattoos, go to the tattoo place. They go to the stripper place. They talk, they talk, they talk to prostitutes in a neon-soaked red light district. But while all this is going on, Fletch, what's happening on the other side of town? Robot photo shoot. There's a robot photo shoot going on. This is weird. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Rocky again. Okay. And I know you've not seen them, which no. is ridiculous. Well, well, uh, Maybe got... you should listen to me. Okay. You know you should. Yes, I probably should. Explain why I should listen to you. About... Because you've only just seen The Warriors. I've, I watched it this week, yeah. And what did you think? It's probably one of the best films I've ever seen. Yeah. This is why you should listen to me. I'm not watching Stranger watch Things. People keep telling me to watch that because oh, I like it. Oh, yeah, look. Yeah. Can, no, I'm not having people think that I recommended Stranger Things to you because yeah. I definitely didn't. They go, oh, you like stuff from the 80s, don't you? So yeah, yeah. Why don't you watch something that's rubbish? No, I tell you what, pop Highlander on, and I'll I'll get on with that. Thanks, guys. So carry on, yeah. Robots, fashion robots. So this film just has a sudden robot montage. Yeah, Angel of the City. Rocky Four has one as well. Does it? Yeah. With, with, a, with a pop music video in the middle? Yeah, well, obviously the Rocky franchise, if famous for anything, it's famous because of its montage. Well, it's basically a montage of montages. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rocky Four has a load of montages in it. Yeah. And one of them features a robot. Right. Isn't it Dolph Lundgren gets trained by a robot? Or something. Oh, do you know what? I like the idea of explaining this film to someone who's never seen it before. <laughs> is that what happens? Well, what happens is Russia. Oh, I've heard of them. Develop a so during the Cold War, right? Russia develop a, bo a boxer, a genetically perfect boxer that they send to America to have an exhibition match against Apollo Creed. Right. Who's like the yeah, American hero? I remember him. Yeah, yeah, he's the one from the first one. That, you know, he's big, he's enemy, but then they become big bro bros. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Apollo loses, so Rocky has to fight the Russian cyborg. <laughs> he's a cyborg. Well, he's he's genetically like they they dope the shit out of him basically. Right. Is part four a canon film by any chance? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. This is big. I want to watch. The you know how popular Rocky was. Yeah, uh, this is the height of Rocky being awesome. Well, it's got He-Man in it. Yeah, and he and he has a robot at home. Right. He has a robot butler at home, and he has to travel to Russia to defeat the Soviet Union with his fists through a symbolic boxing match. Good, good stuff. And he has to train in the snow and become a man of the people whilst the robot. Genetic robot Dolph Lundgren it's is working out on super high-tech machines and stuff. Just a muscle-pumping machine. Yeah. 
It sounds good. I mean, after the robot photo shoot, the photographer is saying to Bridget Nielsen that she, he should, she should, you should just sleep with me. It'll be good for your career. Straight out with it. Straight out with it. This is what Mark would call 80s ick. He'd say this is problematic, and to be honest, it is. Because <laughs> yeah. he's just trying to talk her into sleeping with her, because you, you'll get better jobs. I mean, he's supposed to be a douchebag. Yeah, but it don't matter, guys, because he gets murked because the uh, axe gun turn up and smash up all the pipes in the car park and kill him. <laughs> they also crush the security guard with a van, just like plow into him in the wall, poor oh, lad. That looked awesome. It did, yeah. Night Slasher gets out of the van. He's got tights on his face now, for all the good that's done, because he's already seen him. But he's got his little peepers out because they've got eye holes in the tights. Sirens, cops, the, back, the gang leave. Cobra and his partner are questioning Bridget Nielsen late that night in hospital. She's like, you don't look like policemen. You look way cool, way too cool to be cops, you two. They are pretty cool. Yeah, but they are Fletch. They are the real thing. Did you notice anything, cry, any crimes when you're out tonight driving to work? You, do you owe anyone money or anything like that? See anyone getting murdered today? <laughs> and she was like, oh, thinking about it. I, was thinking, I saw a scary man tonight. Sly, he's like, who was it? Can you tell me who it was? She says, I don't know, but he was near a crime. Cobra's partner looks at Cobra and he nods and he says, yeah, that's him. That's the man we're looking for. And she says, there was also about three or four of them. There wasn't one man. Sly was right in saying, maybe it's more than one guy. Because it was more than one guy. <laughs> the police artist's impression drawing that they did of the criminal. Hold it up and say, is this the guy? And she's like, yeah, that's bang on. It looks like... <laughs> Someone's just like drawn... Just drawn a really... It's just a basic picture of a face. Really simple. No, it's definitely got Thompson's features in it. It's just a... His head looks like a big stalk of broccoli. <laughs> it does, yeah. But she's like, yeah, yeah, that looks a bit like him. I mean, <laughs> that a bit. broccoli man, <laughs> the broccoli night slasher. But she says, I didn't get a look at the other two people in the gang. I didn't see them. Didn't, you know, didn't clock them. I was too, I was too busy looking at his scary face. I mean, that picture. Take that picture away. I'm having nightmares about that. It's like he's in the room. Oh, my favourite artist sketch drawings in anything I've ever watched was the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. Right, I can't remember what they looked like. Well, every time there was a new villain who was running around town and they'd always go to a witness and they'd get him to tell him to a uh, sketch artist mm. and they'd describe it and they'd join and go, like this, and they'd turn it around and it'd be a proper awesome comic like <laughs> concept art picture of them like doing an action pose. Of <laughs> the lizard or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of, Mo of Morbius or someone just reaching out towards them. And they'd be like, that's exactly him! That's exactly right! Down yeah. to the colours! Yeah, and it's just too obvious for them not to have put it in there as a joke. <laughs> Bridget doesn't want to stay in town, but Sly knows he says you're the only one that can put his face at the crime scene. And that's the way it's gotta be. You gotta stay with me. Big Cobra. You know, that's what they call me. The Cobra. The Snake. While they're in the hospital, did you notice this scene where Sly picks up a cheese salad? Well, yeah, because she's got all her food on the side, and obviously, having nearly been murdered... She's not that hungry. Yeah, finding out she's the target of an axe gang. She's like, nah, no. He's like, are you finished with that? So he offers his mate some cheese salad. Yeah. And he's like, 
no, I'll have the cake, Dan. There, he's like, no, 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 eat the cheese salad. Eat the cheese salad. You're like, no, I want the cake. I want the cake, mate. <laughs> Always talking about snacks, these two. Constant snack banter. It's great because the camera is just focused on her stressing out and realizing what's happening. And they're, just, and they're just in the background, like, no, eat the salad. <laughs> no, I want the cake. Cobra, give me the cake. <laughs> Uh, what are you going to do with that cake, Cobra? You're not going to eat it. I'm not going to eat it, no, I can throw it away. Might cut a sliver off it with a pair of scissors. Yeah. Have you got your scissors with you? No. So what are you going to do? The diet scissors. <laughs> I'm on the scissor diet. Just a corner of everything. Cobra goes home to check his files, because he's got... He's got quite an elaborate computer system for the, for the mid-80s at home, really, hasn't he? Yeah. And stacks and stacks of files. So he goes home to check his file files. By the, by the purple blue neon light of the Pepsi sign. <laughs> that's, that's just poor. How does this man sleep? He can't sleep with that next to his house. It, the sound alone, it'd be like, meh, 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 but it's flashing. I mean, those old, old ones in the 80s, they kick out some noise. Maybe he's saving on his heating bill. Maybe he made a deal with Pepsi, but they've got to cover the electric bill. Yeah, that's it, yeah. I love his house, though, because it is neon. I mean, I'd like it. I'd love it. Well, it's not. There's a massive neon billboard on it, but inside it's really white and clinical looking. Yeah, but then the neon shines all over the white. You don't need you don't need to decorate when you've got a massive billboard flashing away outside your house. Think about it. But he gets a phone. He gets a phone call then from his mate. Yeah. And he's at the office. Who wouldn't give any? Yeah, he's like, I've arrived at the office. What do you want? Because I didn't tell you to go to the office. He says, Yes, you did. And then Sly's like, oh, you're going to get to the hospital. Cobra stands up. He's got to get to the hospital. But then thugs turn up at Cobra's place to battle him. But he just dispatches of all of the fools immediately. This fight seems well cool. Yeah, it is. It's bathed in blue and pink neon. It is. And the guy charges into the room and he grabs him and he like rolls him over. He does like a judo throw. And the camera turns with it. Yeah. It looks awesome. It's all down to that clever... Italian camera work, mate. The subtleties of it. It's marvellous. It's good stuff. <laughs> the night slasher, though, he's at the hospital slashing people up willy-nilly. He kills an old lady, stabs up a janitor, steals his costume. See his costume. Steals his... Uniform. Steals his uniform and his glasses. He's now in full disguise. He's, he's in the hospital, dressed as the janitor. He's outside Bridget's room. He's in Bridget's room. He sees the bed. He stabs the bed. He's like, yeah, have that, Bridget, have that. But she's in the loo because she's been having nightmares, so she's not in the bed, Fletch. So she makes a run for it. She locks herself in the bathroom, and then he stabs at the door, starts kicking it open to, and trying to stab her like that, like the shining through the door. She manages to get away and sets off the fire alarm, and then he just blends in. And that's how he's got so far, you know. Because he's inconspicuous. He's inconspicuous, yeah. He looks like, like a janitor. Like a massive janitor. He looks like Shao Kahn. Yeah, if he worked, worked at the hospital at weekends. <laughs> Shao Kahn, the hospital boy. Yeah. The chief is really pissed off with Cobra. He says, you almost got everyone killed doing it, doing it your way. Now you're going to do it the right way. Like he's really, really not happy. The Cobra knows though. He says, I think they got someone in the, on the inside. There's a mole yeah. in the police. A rat. The chief says, Cabretti, do you know you got an attitude problem? And Cabretti says, yeah, but it's just a little one. 
This was the scene that really stood out when I was talking about him just delivering his lines really morose. Yeah, because because they're having a go at him. All these hard-boiled cop dudes yeah. who all look like your dad are all just shouting at him. Yeah. And they're like, you were sitting on an artist sketch and you didn't even tell us about it. He's like, you didn't say the magic word. Yeah. And the guy's like, what's that? Please. <laughs> You've never heard that phrase before. I heard that please. I mean, they're just, they're just cussing each other and eating crisps, drinking Coke, not thinking about it. That's, they're not thinking about it. Yeah. But when yeah. he says, when he says, you know, just a little one, I've just got a little attitude problem. He just looks really sad. He does look really sad. Like he's like, I know, I know, this is why I'm not married. Cobra eats an apple and he tells Bridget the whole plan, what's going down. He says, we're taking you to a safe house. Taking to a safe house, you know, it's the only way. But there's a bad lady cop, Fletch. The bad lady cop is the lady from the gang. She's the fucking mole. She's in there. And now they've assigned her to accompany Cobra and his partner to get Bridget out of Dodge. She's gonna see it all. The mole sees all. She knows all. They're driving, they get they hit the road, they go into the safe house, but a truck knocks Cobra's partner. Knocks his car clean off the road. As soon as they leave, the, the army swarm in. <laughs> they do. And just start chasing them. Slasher drives by Cobra's awesome car and open, opens fire on Awesome 50. And he's like, buckle up, Bridget. It's fucking on now. This fool's got me car. This is where we get the dangerous shootout car chase combo. Explosive, explosive action here for like a good 10 minutes. Where they just driving around the streets. All the cars are falling apart, apart from Awesome 50. Really great camera work. Really great camera work, yeah. My favorite move that Sly pulls in this is the, uh, is the hold on, and he pulls the uh, reverse Uzi move. He goes into reverse and then just starts shooting. He blows up the truck, bam. I've got nothing to say about that, it was awesome. But yeah, all the, all the punks in the cars are going, man, this guy's crazy, he's crazy. <laughs> awesome 50, I mean, he pulls, What's the 54? I don't know. I haven't got a clue. Maybe from his crazy adventures, this is like the 50th one he's had to have. Maybe, because it does go tits up for his car. Not before he's done about 40 18 jumps in his car. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like jumping over stuff, jumping over bridges, and a callback to possibly, we talk about this film a lot in real life. Fast and Furious, mate. He flicks on the NOS. He does. He flicks on the nose and he goes over 110 miles an hour. He buries the needle! <laughs> yeah, the Slasher's car is in total ruins. Slasher's car is in total ruins. Cobra is still making chase. They do another 18 jump over a series of bridges and they jump over a duck pond. It shows the ducks quacking. I enjoyed that. Stressing out the ducks. From the duck pond to the docks, Cobra crashes his car into an old ship. <laughs> rolls the car and the slasher gets away. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Cobra keeps telling the police that, that it's not one guy. We're up against an army of killers and they don't believe. They don't believe a word of it. This whole time this is going on, bad lady cops in the background just looking suspicious. Like this. Like, I'm not telling everyone what's going on. And he looks at it and he's like, there's something about her, not right. <laughs> She's just sweating yeah. staring at him. <laughs> something about <laughs> Hello? <laughs> She's got a t-shirt that says, I am not a criminal on it. <laughs> I am not the mole. <laughs> I hate crime. <laughs> 
Cobra wants to take Bridget out of town, out of danger, but the cops don't want to listen, Fletch. But Cabretti follows no rules and he talks, he basically says, bollocks, I'm doing it. <laughs> and they hit the road, but again with bad lady cop in tow, because he's not fucking clocked it. He's not clocked that every time they stop somewhere, she's in the fucking payphone. <laughs> they stop for a snack and Sly laughs at a bobblehead and his partner, <laughs> he does, he really enjoys the bobblehead, doesn't he? <laughs> And his partner goes and gets a cool, refreshing Coca-Cola. Yes, he does. And does what Sly does at the start of the film, and he opens it in front of the camera like a Coke advert. And goes, yeah. A bit later on, further down the road, they stop for some more food, and Sly complains about the amount of ketchup that Bridget Nielsen puts on her chips. He says, have you got a life preserver? She says, what for? He says, your chips, because they're drowning in ketchup. Health conscious. Health conscious. He also makes a joke about the big... Burger. I really enjoyed this because this seems to be another sly thing. Whenever he flirts in films, it's always cringeworthy. It's terrible, yeah. His flirting is always like, look at this burger. <laughs> look at the big look at the big burger. It's for a family. That's That's his this weird awkward flirting. Yeah, that's it. That he always does, and it always works. Well, he ended up with Bridget Nelson in real life, didn't he? This would have been halfway through their marriage, this film. Oh, there you go, then. That's why it's so natural. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they have that natural chemistry. She puts more sauce on the chips, and he's like, oh, fuck's sake. He does give her a look. <laughs> yeah, he does, yeah. He looks at her like, what the fuck are you doing? At this point, he notices. He's like, that fucking, that lady bad cop, she's always on the phone. Every time we... She's been on the phone four times today. Four times. Uh, well, I'll, I'll think about that later. Bridget asks him if you've ever, you know, have you got a wife? Is there a girl? He says he's never had a girl because not many people can put up with the way that he lives his life. Oh, Bri yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> Just having... Me. Ha having corners of pizza for dinner every day. Yeah. What... Eating a packet of crisps, it's like, well, you have some grapes. Oh, for fuck's sake, Cobra. Just let me have some chips. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting sugar in my coffee. Just fucking leave it. It's all I can afford because you spent all our money on awesome 53 because you've wrecked so many cars. <laughs> the, underga the underground street punk army are gathering, Fletch. You never, you never take your leather gloves off. Never take your gloves off. Your hands stink. It's disgusting. And why is there gun oil in the fucking egg box? I was gonna make an omelette this morning. That's off the fucking cards. The underground street punk army are gathering fletch. They're clanging axes and revving up their bikes, loading guns. Later that night at the motel, where everyone's staying, bad lady, lady cop has sneak, snuck out again to the phone box. This time Sly catches her. And he says, why aren't you using the phone in your room? And she goes, um, it's broke. It's, uh, oh, no, it's not working. And he goes, oh, yeah, I've got my eye on you, you dodgy twat. Cobra now knows, because he's, he's a detective. Yeah, Fletch. He knows, because he knows this, this woman's up to something. She's the mole. I'm going to go back to my room and prepare for war. He gets grenades after grenades out. It's police issue grenades. Police issue grenades. And what we get a lot in these tap films, just in action films in general, we had it in Highlander with the Kurgan, he's got a suitcase full of bits of weapon and he assembles a big badass Cobra gun. His <laughs> <laughs> laser sighted gun that yeah. he saves. He tests, he tests the laser sight on himself in the mirror. 
Now he's ready for war, Fletch, but there's one thing. He might be ready for war, but there's always time for love. It's time for Bridget to find out why he's called the Cobra. <laughs> do you know when he shines his laser sighting into the mirror yeah. to practice his aim? Mm. Do you reckon the laser's bounced off into his eyes a few times because he's a twat? Yeah. And that's why he wears aviators all the time. <laughs> yeah. He waits until dawn after, it, after the lovemaking. <laughs> he sits there waiting till dawn with his eyes open. An American eagle screeches in the background and that wakes him up a bit. Did you notice that? He hears the sound of America. He does. And, and he like, rises. Yeah, he's like, Coo-coo! Right, time to fight an army. Time to fight an army of punks. Because they're on their way, mate. There's a fucking ton of bikes coming. And when I say there's a ton of bikes coming, there's a fucking ton of bikes coming. It's ten to six, daytime, morning. Bad lady cop has gone. Sly's like, what? So I can't find her anywhere, but then she comes around the corner with a van full of bad lads and she's pointing them out. They're like, there, there she is, there he is, over there. His partner says, I never liked that bitch. Sly says, neither did I. Get in the house. The punk army swarms into town, starts like trying to run over kids with Christmas presents and chasing old ladies round, like terrorising the town. (laughs) Absolute mayhem in small town, town America. Christmas is ruined. Cobra starts picking off the punks from inside the motel room. He's good with his gun. His partner is also a good shot. But there's just hundreds and hundreds of punks coming in bikes, on bikes, and they just keep dispatching of them. Yeah. So many bike punks flying all over the place, crashing into the nativity scene. Ruin that. It's like the end of a Western when someone's like hauled up in a saloon. Well, yeah, that's literally what it is. They're under siege. (laughs) Yeah. A bike smashes through the door into the hotel room and they just leg it. That's the opportunity to go. Punks then petrol bomb the whole place and his partner is inside. He jumps out the window, defenestrating himself. Yes. Yes. He hits the ground but then gets shot in the leg by a bike punk outside. And Sly has to leave him behind. The bike budget in this film must have been very, very high, I think. Well... I reckon they probably had a deal with whoever makes those bikes. Yeah, probably, yeah. This is a canon film. So many films, sorry, so many bikes blow up in the last ten minutes of this film. No wonder if Cobra's chucking out grenades willy-nilly. Boom! (laughs) (laughs) They escape in a truck, but the army of street punks follows them. Sly's on the back of the truck, just mowing down scum with an Uzi, with his gun. And again, there's about 20, 30 people chasing them on bikes. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, maybe they could, maybe they could have ushered in a new era. <laughs> there's enough of them. Yeah, there's fucking loads of them. A guy jumps on the truck, but Sly fights him, chucks him over the truck. Bridget runs him over. What an idiot! Don't try and go hand to hand with the Cobra. You're gonna get stung. Yeah, he launched him straight out, it Royal does, yeah. Rumble style. Yeah. They stopped the truck and. I had a really when when he got run over as well. Yeah. I had a really like Ugh, moment because. There's moments in films where you can see the stuntman do something and you're just like, oh my God. Yeah. And it makes you a bit... Texas Chainsaw 2 is another one that does that for me. Oh, when he falls down the pipe. Yeah, and it's like, oh, he could have missed that. (laughs) Like, whenever I watch that, I'm like, oh. Yeah. But this one is the guy gets run over but then it cuts to a shot of him of them driving away from him and the bikes are coming at him yeah and one of them just kind of skids and goes around (laughs) his head yeah and it's oh god (laughs) they stop the truck and they run into a lemon orchard is it a lemon orchard is that what you call where you get your lemons i don't know 
But that's... <laughs> so, the Lemon Place. Yeah. They run into a theatre. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, comment. Comment. Lemon Orchard? Where do you keep lemons? Where do you grow lemons? Where do the lemons Is it a lemon from? field? Mm. Like a strawberry field? Or is it a lemon grove? Like a lime grove? Mm. Oh. Mm. oh. A lime grove. A lime grove. Of there course it's a lemon grove. Doesn't matter. Grenades, they're all getting blown to shit, all these lemons. <laughs> getting fucking... Sly, considering a man who's been, been on fruit all the way through this, he smashes up a, up a lot of lemons. Bad lady cop chases Bridget Nelson through the orchard, lemon grove, into the classic action film finale zone, a foundry. While Sly is just out in the woods slaying cunts, throwing throwing grenades all over the all over the place, blowing up lemons willy nilly, Bridget Nielsen runs into the foundry. She's trying to alert the security guard. She's like, "I'm being chased by bad cops." He turns around and goes, "I can't, I can't hear you. You'll have to come round." Lady cop comes in, shoots the security guard. He falls onto the switches of the foundry. Thus, the foundry springs to life, honking away, honk honk, danger, honk honk honk. Oh, I like this bit. When Sly gets into the foundry, he plants a he plants a grenade and then leaves it. When some punks walk past it, he shoots it with his laser sight. Yeah, I don't think grenades work that way. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. At all. They're not. <laughs> no. I don't know a lot. But no, we're then... not really up on our weapons. No. No. But I don't think it works like that way. I don't know. I don't know. So, Comment. Yeah, let us know. So grenades, lemons, and we asked something else. I can't remember what it was. Are we? I don't know. Grenades and lemons. Grenades and lemons. Sly's picking off punks whilst the stalker. Oh. What? Isn't lemon like slang for grenade? Maybe it is. It is, isn't it? I don't know. I'm not up on the war. I don't know the war. Field of lemons. Is it a lemon or is it a grenade? Is it grenade? It's a grenade. grenade. <laughs> this week on Grenade or Lemon. <laughs> Sly picks off all the punks whilst the slasher stalks him in the darkness. Now, throughout this film, one of the one of the slasher's henchmen has been a sniper who's a terrible sniper and never manages to hit him once. Obviously, he just he just misses it just like that. He's like, oh damn. I'm never gonna get me that cobra. Now he's got his chance to get the cobra and he shoots him from under a ledge, but instead of shooting cobra, he shoots a barrel of petrol and it pours all over himself. <laughs> it pours all over himself. Cobra has had a match in his mouth for, his en for this entire film. And this is what it's for, Fletch, because he says, you have the right to remain silent. And he strikes the match that he's had in his mouth and he sets the guy on fire. I love I love moments in films where an action hero does something that, if you took it out of context, would make them look like an utter psychopath. Yeah. The guy stood there, blinded by the Turks and whatever in his eyes. <laughs> Petrol! He could have shot him. He could have arrested him. He could have arrested him, yeah, no. He but just... he instead, he lit a match and said, you have the right to remain silent and burnt him alive. Yeah, the irony being, he was screaming his head off. Surely you could have come up with a better line like that. Mm. Like, you're fired. Yeah! He's not allowed to say that, because that fucking Nazi owns that, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. But he didn't at the time. Well... You look a little hot under the collar. That would have been a lot better. He didn't give it any thought. He wasn't silent, for one. Well, that's it, mainly. He weren't silent. I mean, did you think he took that down for, for use in the court of law later? Is what he said once I burnt him. 
Which are burnt and alive. Yeah. There's a good one somewhere. Sly thinks he's taken out the lady cop, but the slasher has Bridget by the throat. And he's like, get out of there. She manages to get away. Then the slasher pulls out his trademark blade and he says, Let's bleed, pig. I want your eyes, pig. I want them, pig. You're going to go to hell, pig. Should we go to hell, pig? He just keeps saying pig. He says, we are the future. We are the future. And Stallone says, no. Your history. (laughs) (laughs) See, that one's a banger. That's one of the bangers. So he's like, maybe that's it. He's like, you can't do it too good because your history lines come in. In about five minutes. Oh. Yeah, that's what it is. He says, you won't do it, pig. You won't shoot me, pig. Take me in, because I got rights, pig. Me, I got rights, even me. And the courts are civilised. But then Sly says, but I'm not. This is where the law stops, and I start. Sucker. Then bad lady cop jumps on his back, on Cobra's back. And then the slasher's shooting at Cobra, shoots her in the back. (gasps) She's dead, she's gone, Fletch. Thank the baby Jesus. But this now means, Fletcher, that it's final battle. Mono a mono. Slasher with a blade, Sly with a chain. So he has an argument with him about, like, you can't you can't murder me, you've got to arrest me. Yeah. Because you're a cop, you have to follow the law. Mm. He did just set a man on yeah, fire. set a man on fire, just now. He's just set a man on fire. Yeah. Well, that's because that this is, this is where the law ends, Fletch. After he's set someone on fire and he begins a few years later he literally becomes the law I am the law <laughs> Judge Dredd that's coming no yes it is no yes it is no we're not doing the, the Australian one <laughs> <laughs> I am the law you drongo you drongo ah <laughs> oh, struth I'm locked in <laughs> they struggle Fletch near hot molten metal metal Sly managed to, manages to overpower the Slayer eventually and he gives him some solid dad punches. <laughs> he duffs him up good and then he picks him up and bangs him on the big up like leather face and he's like ah, ah, dingle dangling on that hook and he gets, he gets taken into the furnace. He gets symbolically carried through the gates of hell you mean. <gasps> I didn't see it like it's that. It's a massive gate with flames around it. Yeah. And he gets, he gets pulled into it to be, he bursts into flames. He sends him to hell. He to hell! The Night Slasher is no more. Cobra has saved the day. He goes outside. Don't worry about his partner because he has survived Fletch. He's like, thank God you're all right. Is there anything I can get you? And what does he ask for? Gummy bears. <laughs> Gummy bears! Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. That's gummy bears. Yeah, that's their banter. He's like, yeah. I want gummy bears. Oh, you know I hate gummy oh, bears. Oh, I'll get you some, though. <laughs> I will get you some. As he's walking away... I bet, he, I bet he got his scissors and he cut up some bits of carrot into the shape of little bears and he just bought them. Like, yeah, yeah I'll give some carrots instead yeah. of the gummy bears. <laughs> this is why your wife is gone. Cobra saves the day. As he's, <laughs> as he's walking away... Hey. Sorry, I was still just doing this this scene in my head where he's like giving him some gummy bear carrots, and he's just like, "This is this is why your like, this is why your wife left. This is why she's gone." Well, there's no need to say that. I mean, it's just healthy eating. Just stop talking. About I some, I've been shot. Get me a fucking gummy bear. Get me a fucking gummy bear. I can't take this anymore, Cobra. As Cobra's walking away, Officer Hellraiser comes over and he says, "Hell of a job you done there." 
And he shakes his hand and he says, no hard feelings. But Cobra says, no hard feelings. And then he clocks him right, right in the chops, punches him in the face. And that's how it ends. His punch has a really weird effect on the guy as He's well. He's like, not really... He gives it by it, isn't he? He's like, whoa! Yeah. He's like, whoa! It's like, it's like he punched Ric Flair in 1987. Yeah, he punches him into a weird gelatinous state. Yeah. And then that's it. That's the end of Cobra. Cobra gets on a motorbike. <laughs> Cobra gets on one of the murderer's motorbikes and just fucks off on it. With Bridget Nielsen. There you go. Awesome 51. Got it. Picked yeah. up at the crime scene. That's why he's got evil looking vehicles, because he just grabs them off crime scenes after he's <laughs> smoked someone. Yeah. So that was Cobra Fletch. You enjoyed that one. Obviously, you enjoyed that. That was like a little slice of heaven. That was like 80 minutes of pure delight for me. That was hilarious. It's hilarious. It's stylish. Mm. I mean, it's not supposed to look as cool as it does this film. But it does. I think the I think that's carrying all of the weight, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, without it, it would just be a straight, dirty Harry ripoff, wouldn't it? It would. But it's a neon-soaked, healthy living tale of uh, justice. That's what it is, Fletch. That's what it is at the end of the day. That's what you want. All that lady was doing. She was on her way to work, doing some classic robot modelling. Yeah. And then look. And then look what happened. Look where she is now. Oh, she is now, Bridget Nielsen. Sat on the back of Awesome 51. Yeah, riding off into the sunset. Yeah. yeah. Wait till she gets home and offers her a snip of pizza. She's like, that's never going to fill me up. Well, why don't you have some proofs? Well, that film was a fucking banger. It was. Good stuff, good stuff. I would thoroughly recommend it. was on Amazon, but it's gone now. It's gone now from Amazon. I We watched this on the uh, Stallone Blu-ray box set. Ooh. Mm. There's a couple of other ones that we can watch on there. What else is on there? There we go. We got Cobra, Assassins, Tango and Cash, The Specialist, and your favourite, Fletch, Demolition Man. Oh, nice. Ooh, Demolition Man in full Blu-ray HD. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got a lot of Sly to watch then, haven't you? I have got a lot of Sly. You gave me the uh, Rocky box set a couple of weeks ago, and I've not watched that yet. Right. Remember how much you love the Warriors? Well, well, listen to me. I'll give you... All right. Thank you for joining us this week on Super Tat Film Club. Please don't forget to do the things we tell you to do every week. Like, subscribe, comment, give us some five-star reviews. Pass us on to a friend. Listen to Mark's other podcasts. There's, there's a ton of them. Listen to our friends' podcasts. Uh, Laser Grace, Bad Taste Video, Neon Brainiacs. All of them lots. They're all, it's all good stuff. Drink it down, especially while you're locked inside, because you need to be entertained to stave off the madness. Don't forget to give us some Patreon. And do you know what, Patreon people? I bought a microphone today with your money that you sent us. Thank you very much, Patreon people. That's what it's for. It's not all going straight up our nose. We'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs>